Welcome to the Cinephile Hissy Fit Podcast, the tirade-filled movie debate podcast hosted by two film critics, cool dads, and struggling teachers. I'm Don Shanahan. I want to eat the students. William Johnson. I hope your boss wasn't listening to that right there, you know, because, you know. That wasn't me. Things. That was Venom. Oh, oh, that's right. That's how convenient this whole movie is going to be. I see how we are. All right. We're damn glad to have you, folks. This is all for tantrum's sake. We're shared passions and high fives wash away any place for hate. In the end, we encourage you all to love what you love. But for now, the gloves are off and the hissy fit is on. This week, if you can't tell with the big opening of Venom, uh, what the heck is the second movie called? Let There Be Carnage and Let There Be Snow. Let It Snow. I don't know what the hell it's called. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, Venom from 2019. Is that what it is? 2018. It's been three years. Ooh, this didn't age well. Yeah, so we're going to talk about Venom here, but, 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 she is, our guest is her own person, not a duality of any kind. Please welcome to the show, Rachel. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yes, Rachel is awesome. We have, we're in our kind of own, our own multiversal crazy universe right now because we're recording episodes from that are going to premiere in the future, in the past, God knows. So we don't know how many times we've actually introduced her at this point in the show's history. But uh, <laughs> but I but I believe this is the first one. But Rachel is uh, the first person I thought of um, to bring on for this episode and all of our future Spidey World or Spideyverse uh, episodes because um, she is a dedicated uh, geeky nerd. And I mean that with all of the respect I can say. Um, I mean, she's got the cosplay down. She's got the knowledge down. The Easter eggs, the you know, the the uh, the merchandise, the the statues, the toys, the pendants, the pins, the pops. She's got it all. She is she is really like a dedicated fan. And both her and I kind of came at Venom uh, <laughs> with uh, with dread in our hearts, and maybe came out of, came out of it with different feelings. I don't know. That's why she's here. I mean, you lost I, I, you lost me at came at Venom, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going dirty, but man, wow. I mean, you know, like I've, I'm doing a lot of things for this No Way Home movie that's coming out in December. So you know, you, you got to do what you got to do. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. One of the reasons why I suggested this episode because it was recommended by me. Don will not take credit for this. Um, I will not take credit for this. Is because. I there was two leaks of things that came out regarding No Way Home. The first was an alleged uh, image of Andrew Garfield on the set of No Way Home. So I was like, all right, I guess I got to watch those damn things. But then there was also a picture of Tom Hardy wearing a Spider-Man No Way Home crew hat, which you usually (laughs) don't get unless you're on the set of those films. So I was like, God damn it. I'm going to watch Venom. So, and now we're here to, yeah. <laughs> now we're here talking about it, forcing Don to talk about oh. a movie he clearly hates. Oh, I, I, that, those, sometimes those are the fun ones, you know, and you, so that's where it's going to be. So folks, Here's our format. Will the lover is going to go first here with five uninterrupted minutes to shower his praise and state his growling high-minded case about how he loves and adores this movie. Rachel, our guest, feels like the tweener. She's going to go in the middle in between with her own five uninterrupted minutes. The hater will follow with their five uninterrupted minutes of his own to present whatever counterpoints he can try with intellectual scorched earth, but, you know, 
I, I can't burn this turd any more than it is. So after that, we're going to open <laughs> up for 15 to 50 minutes of shared conversation where the hissy fit really gets chippy. This one's going to need to judge a scorecard. And Rachel, you're our tiebreaker. So we can, let's see who we can sell here a little bit. Will, five minutes. You got that timer still, Chief? Got it. All right, you say yeah, when and we'll I go. still had it up for when you didn't hit record, bastard. Me All too, right. I know. All right, right. so <laughs> Venom, the fact that John actually said the lover of this film, if you had told me that even a week ago, I would have punched Don directly in the face because, um, as I've mentioned on the show many times before, especially in our last episode with Woody Harrelson, I hate Venom, uh, the character. I hate Carnage, the character, even more. I started out my comic book reading career in Spider-Man, like many do. Uh, he's the most successful. He's he's one of the most successful. Uh, there was all, there's also always at least six Spider-Man titles running at once, so you can never not get a Spider-Man story at the comic book store. Um, and a lot of my initial villains that came through were like Lizard and Vulture and things like that. However, I entered comics at the time of the Venom explosion when Venom was a big character. And he never interested me. I never found that character compelling. I thought it was more indicative of the time period of when those comics were made where everything had to be extreme, you know, and everything like what's more extreme than Spider-Man, but he, he turns into jello and, you know, like he's, he kills people with knives and it was just too much for me. Um, and then Jesus, they introduced carnage and it was even worse. Cause it was like, what if venom was extreme, but he was more extreme, you know? And it was like, Oh my God, like there's, there's, he's, he's venom, but he's extreme. And it's just too much extreme, but no extreme with an EX, just a straight X extreme. Couldn't do it. Uh, never liked the character. So when I found out that there was going to be a, a film uh, about Venom uh, without Spider-Man also, I was like, okay, that's just two strikes against it from the start. Um, what the hell are they thinking? Um, and I thought it was going to bomb because I'm obviously a wonderful studio exec who knows everything about what's going to be successful. But uh, Venom made approximately $3 trillion. So people seem <laughs> to like it. And um, it did really well. And that made me want to see it even less because I was like, there's no way if all these idiots like it, there's no way I'm going to like it. Um, which is ironic coming from me since I'm such a big fan of the biggest franchise in the history of cinema. Um, but uh, I finally decided I'm going to do it. Um, and, I I I I I can't even say it. I I I love Venom. I love Venom. I love the movie. I can't I can't get enough of it. It's it's a wonderful film. I mean, it's insane. It's uh very um uh, just all over the place. Um messy and and directed weird and edited strangely and acted all over the place. But there's something about it that makes it very lovable. And, uh, and it comes down to, uh, and it's going to be literally this simple, but it comes down to Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock slash Venom. Um, Tom Hardy is kind of, you know, I don't want to say he's like a Brando or anything, but he does seem like one of those actors um, that really gets lost in his roles. He plays a lot of varying roles, a lot of, uh, you know, he'll be unrecognizable in roles. He's he's very dedicated to his craft. I don't think he's quite as annoying as a Daniel Day-Lewis, 
but also I think we've used this analysis before, but we don't think Daniel Day-Lewis could play Venom. So, but, uh, but um, yeah, top seat. The thing about the MCU movies is they do have a lot of wonderful actors, great actors, and they do give good performances, but for the most part, they are ensemble films. They usually have a lot of interesting, colorful characters surrounding the main hero or in the Avengers films, you have literally like 75 heroes sharing the screen. To the point where in a two and a half hour movie, like Captain America will only be on screen for 28 minutes or Iron Man will only be on screen for 31 minutes, you know? So the thing that makes Venom to me, uh, especially from a film aspect, even if I had no vested interest in Marvel characters or Venom or anything, is the fact that Tom Hardy is giving a singular, insane, bonkers performance uh, as this man who's literally taken over by a symbiote, you know, um, and it's just wonderful because, uh, you know, even though he's Tom Hardy and he's buff and stuff and sexy and all that stuff, like this movie, he's not afraid to look ugly. He always looks like he is in the middle of the worst constipation and, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the biggest workout of his life. He's so stressed out and he's also doing the voice of Venom and he's got these characters interacting with each other and literally i mean i could go on other aspects of the movie but i've only got eight seconds i can say that i love venom and that is simply because of tom hardy's performance and that's all i got for five minutes not bad not bad not bad rachel you are the tweener you're the in-between see what yeah you so um i i like this was on the to watch list because i've been rewatching all of the spider-man movies um, so I'm like ready to go when uh, No Way Home comes out. And uh, honestly, I had no expectations whatsoever. I put it on one Friday night um, and man, it was fun. It was so much fun. I'd like because, you know, <laughs> prior to this, you know, like we've seen Venom and Spider-Man 3 and, and he kind of got shoehorned in there. And it was kind of like he was going out, you know, like we had the Eddie Brock plot and that one but then it also he was kind of like messing with peter parker and making a my chemical romance and it was weird um but like this was just like okay so i believe that tom hardy was a journalist i believed that tom hardy had like a symbiote attached to him and made him do crazy things so tom hardy like wins life um i I don't know anybody else that could have like danced in that lobster tank (laughs) pretty awesome um i hope one day if nothing else um we get an snl skit where he does uh the venom voice as well as the bane voice um i hope he does them for his children if he has (laughs) that would be awesome um because i like like not to digress but like i could not make it through that third nolan movie because the fact that he was doing that Bane voice and then Christian Bale was doing his like grumpy Batman vo- like I could, <laughs> like it it just took me right out and I just like laughed the entire movie plus I'm like this is Chicago this is not Gotham this yeah. is Chicago um so yeah I did like I can't watch the third Batman movie it just doesn't exist to me um <laughs> good this was a lot man like this was and like and michelle williams is there for whatever reason Uh, god bless her i mean like and plus like the whole setup of the movie like he it's just like the worst day ever for tom hardy it's like he lose you know like or eddie brock he loses his job he loses his fiance he gets a symbiote 
but the symbiote loves them and that's okay. So it's kind of like, it's like a rom-com in like a weird way. Um, if, if symbiotes can, can be in rom-coms. Um, so <laughs> I don't know, man, like it shouldn't work on any level. It really shouldn't. And some of the CGI is, is kind of crappy, but, and, and I, I don't mind that we don't have Spider-Man in here at all. Like, it's kind of like, cause I feel like he was so cramped in like Spider-Man three from a character perspective. Like it was just like, and now we're going to do this as well as doing all these other things. And now it's just like, we're, it's like wide open spaces. Let's have two hours of just insane campery and, you know, like buddy comedy, except it's a symbiote. Um, yeah, man, it was, I, I didn't expect to like it, but I, I did. So there it is. Oh, she's going early. All right. All right. Yeah. No, I. Uh, <laughs> so I got to follow this here. Hold on. Let me get the timer back on. Cause I got, and she dissed Christopher right. Nolan. That was As awesome. she should. As she should. All right. So for me, I am that guy. If if this makes me the comic book salesman from The Simpsons, it makes me the comic book salesman from The Simpsons. But I'm going to be the Twitter person with claps. You can't have Venom without Spider-Man. Period. I'm going to sound like Jason Siegel in Bad Teacher when he's yelling at the kid comparing Jordan and LeBron. Call me when Tom Holland shows up in a Venom movie because that's the only argument I need. You know, it, it just it's. It, uh, I, I can dig where they're trying to go. Like you got, you both have said it. Tom Hardy, perfect casting, perfect casting. You know, he's burly, he's screw loose, he's weird, he's eccentric. He can growl, as we know from the silly Bane stuff. I'm right there with you on that. And if if we were to ever get a a, a real a real Venom, because I do not call this a real Venom. If we were to ever get a real Venom in a Spider-Man movie we should be bowing to the movie gods that we got Tom Hardy to do it and to do it with this kind of screw loose thing. And, and, uh, but where it fails from there is just, yeah, beyond not having, you know, the, the, the foil that venom is supposed to be to Spider-Man and have that great villain. It just, it, it, you have this weird little pocket universe of, of just weirdness. And this, uh, you could take, you can have the entire plot of this movie of what, of what, of Hardy's down on the dumps reporter stuff. You can have the, the, the wasted Michelle Williams girlfriend stuff. And, and can we ever get a movie where Michelle Williams smiles? <laughs> she does the parade of sad things forever and ever. I feel like she's been locked there for a, a decade and a half. And I don't know what she did wrong to do that, but she goes to those places and God bless her, but still, um, but in, and Eddie Brock is a lovable loser and, and all that. But w- when you flip the switch to Venom, I need a magnificent menace of darkness. And I still get, because of the cash grab and the Sony stuff, we get this profit maximizing PG limitations where the violent nature to really let Hardy cut loose of this monster just isn't there. I know they're trying to bite heads in a bloodless way and do some violence just enough off screen. But that, there's no edge there. there, there it, we're laughing at it more than we're going along with it. And don't get me wrong, you can have the borderline lunatic character and 
and screw around with some of that stuff. But to me, there's more jokes and thrills in this movie and the gags that are there feel unintentionally unintentional, which make me laugh at some cringy thing instead of I'm laughing at it instead of with it. And that dorky tone just saps any power that I feel like the movie should have because not that I'm a venom apologist to, to be opposite of will, but this villain should be a fucking badass. I, I should be scared to death of this guy. And I'm never scared to death of this guy. We should be in the presence of a complete badass. And we have the, the quirky screw loose guy of, of flatulence and tater tots. And don't get me wrong. Hardy goes to another place to pull, pull all of that off. He looks and fits the bill physically. He's twisting the voice and flexing his physique. All that's cool. But until that is played up against the teenage Spider-Man and the guy who can outdo every power that he can do and do it stronger and do it better and do it more menacing. None of that is here when he's just this random force kind of fighting the other random forces with him and around him. And Riz Ahmed, I love him in sound and metal. This is obviously years later. He's a panty waste of a villain. I just, (laughs) there's just nothing. I'm sorry, man. It's just, and even, even Michelle Williams has that exact line in the movie where she looks aimless because she looks aimless when she does her sad shit. And she has a line where she goes, I'm sorry about Venom. Girl, honey, you can say that again because so am I. It's just, ah, they're missing something. He, the effects are cool. He looks the part, but, Oh, I just I can't and it's just dumb and I know it's the director of dodgeball and I want I know he's a cheeky guy and he wants his comedy in there and I know this is also Sony just trying to hold on to rights and get something together and, and cash grab where they can but you fucking can't have venom without spider-man it just doesn't play because now you're making this movie about an anti-hero who kind of becomes a hero and i know venom's had that weird comic book thing where he's kind of become the anti-hero hero thing but if you're doing venom for pure origin story you gotta have the menace and i just don't get it well all right hold on Yes. I got I got to get our read here so folks we will break for a short announcement from our non-corporate partners and friends You know what they all say. Fantasy football is like a box of chocolates. And I know you. You love fantasy football. And you love chocolates. Well, 25 Yards Later is a fantasy football podcast with top-notch analysis, earworm music, and plenty of laughs. Each week, we dive deep into four games, putting every fantasy-relevant and occasionally fantasy-irrelevant player under a microscope. Block out all the haters with 25 Yards Later, available wherever you get your podcasts, but maybe not where you get your chocolates. All right, welcome back. Here we go. Will, yeah, that's me. I'm sorry, man. It's just where I'm at. First of all, to either defend or clarify, Ruben Fleischer, who directed Venom, um, did not... I'm doing Ross and Marshall Thurber. I was screwing that up. It's the Zombieland guy, isn't it? It's the Zombieland guy, yes. yes. Oh, that explains it. He's also doing the Uncharted film with Tom Holland, oddly enough. Pass. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Hard pass. Yes. Uh, Okay. So this is something that we kind of lose, I think, in this grand cinema debate that's plaguing the world 
Um, and the reason why Rachel and I defend the MCU a lot as mm-hmm. art is because the best part about it is, and you kind of hint at this with Michelle Williams, is that like I, I think people have trouble grasping the idea that something can be universally loved, universally enjoyed, and not be too serious. Um, so that's why the case of the MCU, I think there's drama, but it's a little bit, you know, it's, yeah. it can be admittedly silly drama, whatever. Um, what I, and, and this is why I, I'm going to steer towards horror films too. Like I just took my okay. aunt recently, I promise I'll get to a point. I just recently took my aunt to go see chopping mall on the big screen. Okay. Chopping mall is by all accounts, if you write it down on a piece of paper, it is the dumbest movie ever made. Mm-hmm. But what we forget about is not only do you have the artistry of, you know, these people that are working under these small budgets and, you know, trying to put out a good product. Um, but we're missing the joy of movies too. Like movies don't have to be like the Michelle Williams thing where every movie she's in, that's a drama is just this soul sucking, depressing. I mean, there's a place for that, but part of cinema, part of what makes cinema great is you have your, your major stuff that is crowd pleasing. Sometimes you get a mixture of it. Sometimes you get your serious stuff, your art house stuff, your money yeah. sucking stuff. But then you get a film like Venom. And, and the reason why I'm saying this, and this reminds me of like those horror days, is because I know when I sit down and watch Venom, the idea of Venom is so inherently stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and the movie itself is just stupid. But thank you. It's like Rachel said, it's so fun. Like, it's it's almost like we can't we can't have like sometimes you can have you can go see chopping mall and have a blast with a great audience are you getting raging bull no but sometimes (laughs) you don't want raging bull you know what i mean like sometimes you i mean cinema doesn't have to be you know always one thing it can't be defined as one thing and the reason why i'm giving venom a shot here is because when I sit down and watch Venom, am I having a blast? Am I seeing great acting? Am I seeing okay visual effects? Am I seeing a story? Yes, but it, you know, part of it is is having fun. I think people forget that cinema can be fun. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I'm with you on all of those things, and I help you defend on those things as well. But this is Venom. This is not the place to do that. Like time and a place, time and a place. And this, like I said. Especially, and this is also me, you got to remember this is also me, and I've said this in other shows before too, where the MCU, you know, from Civil War on to me, even though I know they swing for the fences with Infinity War and all that, but there's pull punches all day long. And there's, it's, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stakeless movies and you finally get, you finally pull the trigger with Tom Hardy and a badass, a, a badass on paper, Venom, and you turn him into a fucking clown. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. That could be a fun thing, Venom the Clown, the movie. But if that's your first introduction, and someday you want this to plug into Tobey Maguire and make it be a threatening thing, like I picture, I, I, I see the movie for press on Tuesday. Like I, I, I by this time I would have saw it four days ago. But um, I, I, I hope at some point an edge is coming because if it's just going to be the, 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 the weirdo guy. That's Tom Hardy doing the Tom Hardy shtick of I'm not going to talk. I'm just going to grumble through all my stuff. You're right. Very Brando-esque. If, if that's the guy that's going to go up against Tom Holland and Spider-Man and a very well-supported Spider-Man by that point, Tom Holland's going to wipe the floor with him because he's just such a, a banana-peeling, slipping loser. So 
I need I need that badass to show up. I need the badass that threatens everything that that Peter's supposed to be and can do. And this is not the start for that for me. And I'm scared to death of what's coming later today for those folks who are listening to the recording or what I watched four days ago. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think I think with this movie, um, I think what's important is that we need to think about like camp aesthetics because I feel like sure. camp movie. I feel like this is like, and maybe one day it might be generous here and might be totally off the mark. But it, this one might be a cult classic at some point. I feel like oh sure, this, I can see that. I can be see like that. the room where like you go and you throw spoons <laughs> or something. Yeah, we throw tater tots like, at the screen, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's just so it's just so weird, and it yeah. shouldn't work, but it does. And you just like oh, put no. it on when you're bored, and you're like, "This is sure. ridiculous," and I'm gonna laugh at everything. I mean, I do, I do see the points of. I mean, like, I feel like the other characters in the movie, do I know them? Do I care about them in the way that I care about MCU characters? No. Do I care about Michelle Williams? No. Although I would like her to smile at some point. And, oh, my and God, yes. Please. Happy. Like, go do a comedy. Please. Something. I, I, and I, I love her. I love her and everything. Um, she said Venom. So, she said Venom. She, what else so do you want? She did Venom. Uh, to to not be settled with the wife girlfriend role because now guess what michelle williams is going to turn 40 if she hasn't already and that's the only things hollywood's going to let her do is be a crying sad ass wife yeah and that's and and like she's she's already made a career of it yeah but like she's more than that so i don't know she is more than that so i feel ah. like i feel like on on like the level of where like i love camp and bad films like Mm mm-hmm this is it fits that and it does that but like how is it going to fit into the mcu I, yeah i don't know, I know. But like but do i do i want to see tom holland interacting with tom hardy like yeah. take my money set yeah. my credit card on fire give me it to me. <laughs> I know. It. Like, me too got it i want it but like i was okay i get and i maybe it's just like residual like like negative energy from like watching Spider-Man three and feeling like <laughs> it was very cluttered and yeah. lots of stuff going on. I kind of liked that Tom Hardy got a whole movie to like move around and breathe and mess up and like act like a newborn puppy that didn't know how to walk. <laughs> right. So I mean and and maybe, you know, maybe in this next movie will come more into like the evil elements and that will that will grow organically from like him man being i hope clown. so I'm yeah if, if this if this starts camp just for the sake of having fun the way it's having fun and it's it, it unravels him enough to the edge comes on all is forgiven mm-hmm. can't wait because yeah hardy versus holland that'd be awesome but if it's if it if it stays this campy shit man i oh I'm just yeah. I, I'm agreeing with Rachel here because yeah. this and this is kind of what I was making my point about in a very long way is and I'm not saying this is like you Don since you're more the official film critic amongst us oh. but I, I do think a lot of critics have sticks up their ass and they they just go oh well this didn't meet the definition of what a film is so but like Rachel's got a point I mean there is it's okay for there to be camp it's okay for something oh, no, to be intentionally bad like I, I think. I think that that's what makes films fun sometimes because, you know, in the end, there's only so many plots and so many surprises and, and, 
you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, I just feel like some people need yeah. to go in and not be on uncritic, uncritic alert and just enjoy themselves. Yeah. Like, cause this no, movie I, is I can do that. <laughs> no, is, I, I, I can, I can do that. I gave the, I mean, I know two stars out of five isn't the best thing in the whole wide world, but it's not a one or a zero. It's not fucking minions, you know? So yeah, my, my, the things I'll point, the things I'll tip the hat to Tom, yeah, Tom Hardy is perfect. That all the potential in the world, all the physicality in the world, looks the part, is the part. Uh, I don't mind. The effects are pretty, impre- pretty impressive. I know they're weird for some people. I felt like a lot of my fellow critics had their stick up their asses about the effects being just kind of off-putting or weird. But I'm like, that's kind of venom, and you've made this mm-hmm. splatter effect of really like the way it moves and interacts is way better than what Raimi had to work with years and years ago, and it's using today's legit effects, but. Yeah, it's while while there is a place for camp, and I'll grant that for sure. Ah, like, I, I I guess my fear is once you go camp, can you go back? And I, I don't mean to make that to sound like some bad porn thing, but like, but unless and Rachel, you said it best. Like, if he can be silly, silly, silly camp, 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 and it just descends him into deeper madness, and an edge comes after. Cool, I'm there. But if it doesn't, that's going to suck. Well, I guess it's kind of, and and I think we we talk about this on the Andrew Garfield episode with the Thor movies. I mean, like we start out like the first Thor movie is like Shakespeare and then we get to Mm -hmm. the third one and we've got like Jack Kirby comic. Yeah. Realness. and, I think it's easier to go there after you've yeah. established something good rather than the way around. So, well, I don't know. Yeah, but the other thing is, is and we were, we also talked about this on the Garfield episode, which is coming in the future, people, um, from this episode. But we we don't want to get too beholden to characters also. Because, I mean, if we're talking about Spider-Man, I mean, we, we talked about this before, but you know, the, the MCU version of Spider-Man is very different from mm-hmm. the comic book origin or even the Raimi and the Garfield versions. Yeah. So I'm okay with just like the Joker is very different in the Burton films than he is in the Joker Joaquin Phoenix version or the Jared mm-hmm. Leto. Like I think it's okay, especially since we know now that there can be a multiverse I think it's okay to have yeah. a venom that is different than the source material. If we if we get too beholden to the characters, then they become right. immovable, like Luke Skywalker or something. You that, know what I mean? That sounds that sounds cute now in the revisionist that were revisionist stuff that they're gonna do here in twenty twenty one. Two years ago, when this movie came out, you can't. You can't go, oh, but there's a multiverse coming that's going to make this all better in two years. No, no but, but I watched the film this week, so that's why I'm saying you. it. Because I the rest have, of us who watched it two years ago were like, God damn, really? Well, that's what I'm saying is it, it, yeah. things change. Oh. Like things change over time. I think perceptions change. Things change. Sure. So, yeah, I am looking at it from a more contemporary light because I didn't watch it three years ago. Um, yeah. And I like I, I like. I like the way Rachel said it. Like you can put this movie on. It's just a camp. It's a camp throwaway silly movie for sure. And forget that it someday can maybe get where it's going to maybe go. But oh yeah, totally. I, I get that vibe for sure. And and it does what really good superhero films do is the main character is a character, you know, like there's no difference. This is what DC That's has true. always had problems with is they are more into the iconography of the suits and the character of the costumed hero and not the person underneath. 
And this movie, I mean, the first Venom, I mean, I don't even think Venom shows up for like an hour. Like I you know. get Tom Hardy, Eddie Brock, and he is a legitimate character that you care about by the end. Um, because you're like, oh, okay, I like this guy. And now that he's with Venom, it's kind of a buddy cop thing. I know that's probably the last thing you expect, but at the same mm-hmm. time, Venom was introduced in a Spider-Man comic, but he eventually got his own titles and probably went down some pretty crazy shit oh, weird yeah. places. So, I mean, that's more of a comic book thing. I mean, a lot of these characters aren't the same as they were when they started. So I don't know. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like if, this is meant to be an origin story and you, you gotta have uh, the root is still Spider-Man. It's it, it, you're still missing some roots for me, at least Rachel, where you at with some of this stuff or can this, can this plug in later? I mean, I mean, like I'm just, I'm fine with there not being Spider-Man in this for whatever reason. I don't know if it mm-hmm. was like, they just didn't want to touch it because of the Andrew Garfield stuff or because of the Tom Holland stuff. And it's kind of in between. Um, I thought it was fine just because uh, from another perspective, um, we typically don't get villain movies too mm-hmm. often. You know, we, That's it's, true. Al- it's always kind of like hero, you know, focused. And so to have a whole movie about a villain and then you l- end up liking the villain. I mean, I think the only thing I can think of is like the Maleficent, you know, like mm-hmm. review with, Angelina Jolie, and oh, awful you know, movie. But, hey, bring it, it again is. with it the is. camp. I'm Shut a camp. up, Don. <laughs> You're gonna call Maleficent camp? The like oh, wing rape you... scene camp? Come on. Okay, that's not camp, but like no. the costumes and like the attitude and all of that. Like, yeah, okay, okay. It was okay. it was directed by a production designer, so it it has it, a it, very. It does look like a zillion bucks. It, I mean, it it's, like... I mean, it's kind of like I mean, like ugh, not that I want to talk about Joel Schumacher at all. <laughs> um, but you could know, be worse. If, you could talk about Christopher Nolan, right? Well, I mean, well, no. I mean, like if if you're if if I have to watch Batman Forever, it's okay. Um, I love Batman Forever. Me so too. I, I love a I place love where camp soundtrack. can work. Soundtrack's amazing. Um, Batman and Robin <laughs> never again saw it in the dollar <sighs> theater, and I wanted my dollar back. And I was a kid. And I was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, like no, yeah. but like, but then again, you've got um, Uma Thurman in that gorgeous. <laughs> campy yeah. costume as poison ivy like i don't know you gotta you gotta respect it on some well level. i mean and that and that's where i keep circling back like our, there's a time and a place for camp and three movies into a super dark batman thing where burton leaves you can kind of get away with camp and will and i have talked about it on some batman shows where camp is kind of a wheelhouse that is not used enough with batman mm-hmm. and that's since the 60s and schumacher and Bert so it's nice but, yeah. and so so for my time and a place part is if you're good start with the hard-ass venom you can always come to the camp venom and okay. especially because where fair. he's gone so yeah well, that's well, right well and it's kind of like like the villain that um that spider-man fought in far from home like he, like the Jake, the, the Jake Gyllenhaal character, Mysterio. Like, yeah, Mysterio. He he felt like super camp to me in a way too. So it's yeah. kind of like it, it tonally, like with the joking and stuff. I feel like it's 
it's on par. It's it, again more camp than MCU <laughs> is because yeah. MCU is more balanced um, because they have Thanos uh, and everything has to be in balance. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's nice. kind of like um, I, I I don't know. Like I to me, if if you were like, are you are you gonna watch the two Andrew Garfield movies again? Or are you gonna watch Venom? I would pick Venom because yeah. at least Venom is fun. That's true. I, I can grant that. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I just don't want us to be too beholden to characters because it, once you start doing that, it, it just gets too. You're always going to be disappointed. Yeah, well, no, based like, on the traditional Venom, yes, yeah. it's definitely not it. But in terms of its own solo story with this universe, the way they built up these symbiotes, like I sure. dig it. I, I, I'm just like I'm yeah, down with it. No, like, and I don't know my comics where like you're. This is not going to be Secret Wars. Get a costume, or that probably should have happened while he was in space during Infinity War. Like, if they had a, they had a shoehorned way of like doing Venom now if they ever really wanted to, because you could do the whole he got this on Titan kind of thing. If you wanted to do the Secret Wars black costume thing, you totally could. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or you're, and, you know, you could. There's some shorthand possible in these movies now that you've opened this up with Holland, and. And yeah, this this is different enough where it's not church bells and stealing jobs at the Daily Bugle. I know it's not all that. It's and I, I'll take that if your tone is still to make a badass, and it never mm. got there for me. Like I, I like this. I, I like the space thing. I like the multiple symbiotes. I like how crazy it can turn some people. And and maybe I can as much as I may don't have you know you need Spider Man to do it if it is it is indeed nice to get a whole movie that dedicates itself to a villain and, and can spend that kind of time on it because you you're right this in a different hands half this movie's tom holland dicking around with mg on some playground somewhere so i get that you know so <laughs> so well, like, if you're going to go to venom here and now especially compared to spider-man 3 where it's random rocket ship landing thing mm-hmm. yeah I, the the shorthand here is is better shorthand than spider-man 3 well, and it's like if you're gonna look again, another another thought just occurred to me. But like, if you're gonna look at like villain films, so I mean, like DC did that whole Joker film with Joaquin Phoenix, and that's like and an anti-hero film. But that no, one, made, but, but that one made me feel terrible. Like, and yeah. I get why it's clearly claimed. I get like on paper, I understand why everybody liked it. Uh, maybe Scorsese even liked it because it was basically Taxi Driver with mm-hmm. some broker makeup. But like. <laughs> I d- it didn't make me feel good. Like it made me feel it's sick. Not supposed was, to. It's a villain. Was, That's my thing. Like I, I shouldn't be cheering for Venom. I should be. I should well, be scared I, of that. It's not that I'm cheering for him. It's just like yeah. I'm enjoying eating popcorn and watching him make I a know. Of his life. Yeah. So it and, makes and, me feel better. And we'll like, have another quarantine. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say we're, we'll have our own episode on Joker, but we already did that. Um, mm-hmm. But to say that he was a badass in that movie, okay, uh, we'll he stays a villain. That. He no, he doesn't become the hero of the movie the way Venom does in this. Like it is f- so much more lighthearted in this Hardy film than anything Phoenix is doing in in Joker. Sure, That's still sure. a hard R bad a villain to the end villain. Even more so to the point where we don't even know how villains he really is. Whereas this is jokey, laughy, tater tot show, which is <laughs> fine if we're going for a jokey, laughy, tater tot show. 
damn it, man. He's supposed to be the baddest ass villain Spider-Man's ever had. And we don't get that. And I, if that makes me beholden, fine. It makes me beholden. But you got to, you can, you can always start hard and loosen as you go rather than be loose and ever hope to tightening that rein up without retconning bullshit with multiverses, which is they're already going to do. Well, they, they could. Because now we're the WB doing Crisis on Infinite Earths bullshit. Well, how dare you, sir, compare the MCU and possible multiverse connections to WB? I've said this on other shows. If there's ever a universe where you don't even need it, it's the MCU. It's perfect. They've done a great run of great films and they have absorbed Fox where there's a great future ahead of them. Why? Why even fuck it up to just throw it's essentially fan service in everything with dangling this and dangling that it makes for an okay TV show premise or two, but you're really going to bank the whole fourth phase on fucking around for the sake of fucking around. No, thing. I think you're WB it's it's Bush league shit. You don't need to do No, See, I think, I think at this point, Kevin Feige deserves the benefit of the doubt. I will give it that. And the shows have been okay, but you just don't have to. You well, can do, phase, you're wasting time. You're wasting time with other things. Well, so far, Phase Four has had a very wide variety of types of stories. So I, I don't. I, I don't know. think. We, I don't a think we can prequel. I don't think we can shut up. I don't think we can map out. Um, I don't think we can map out exactly what they're doing just yet. No, I know, like, I know, I know. Can I mean, the multiverse. Yes, absolutely. The, the, the comics have been doing it for seventy-five years. Of course, they can do I know, it. I know, I know. Yes, of course they can uh, map out a multiverse. Uh, if anyone can do it, Kevin Feige can. Um, but but we're currently in a multiverse realm right now because the yep. last couple projects have been multiverse right. but Tooth- toothpaste is out of the tube i know it technically but you gotta remember we also just had falcon and the winter soldier which had nothing to do with the multiverse wanda vision might in the end but that project alone oh, that's... And until the very end until the very end that one did not touch on the multiverse yeah, uh, I think it's well, I agree. Shang Chi is has elements that will. T- I, I know Rachel hasn't seen Shang Chi yet, so I don't want to spoil any of it. But there are elements I read about the other day where I was like, "Oh, there's a connection there to WandaVision and da 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 da." Mm-hmm. So I, I see it, but I but we're kind of we're in that no way home. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, wind tunnel right now, where all we're hearing yeah. about is the multiverse. I don't think Marvel no. is all multiverse only. I don't think that's where they're going. Uh, Kang is going to be a villain. There will be a multiverse, but I think I think Kevin Feige, after setting up this universe for twelve years, deserves a benefit of the doubt. I I give it that. That here's the thing: Kevin Feige didn't make fucking Venom. Sony did, and they've butchered Spider-Man three damn times. You know, so it's well, I can't say three times, but that you know they they burnt out Raimi's. Well, no two. Because they burnt out Raimi's films and and shot themselves in the foot. Garfield's was a no go, and and yeah, here we are with to me a shitty Venom. So they're on two and a half for me. Mm. You can keep your one and a half. Well, I mean, they partnered with Marvel to do the MCU yeah. version. I, I think the MCU version's been a success so far. Don't you think? Oh, like oh, just Tom stuff and yeah. the, the the two Tom films, one and a half for me there. Where. You know, the Italy thing is a weird little dalliance. It's like the travel episode of Full House, you know, <laughs> like they go to Disney World well, for one I episode, mean, you know. That's another thing is 
you know, it's a waste of time when you're establishing a universe, there's going to be some episodes, you know, you know what I mean? You, uh, but you so. can't, this, this is big movie stuff. You, I, I know that's like the TV filler mistake. Like we always have a TV season where there's always like a highlight show where they're, you know, they're stuck in an sitting elevator. On, yeah. Where they're stuck <laughs> in the elevator, sitting on a couch and reminiscing about days gone by. And it's like the clip show. Mm-hmm. You don't need, they, you don't have time for a clip show. You don't have a wasted resources for a clip show you don't have wasted resources for a vacation movie and that was spider-man far from home Uh, i don't know because it because it it gives you a lot of stuff you need from tom holland moving on from iron man's death it gives you a connection it does do it in queens do it in queens do it in queens against mysterio at home coming off a broad like yeah just take out the italy stuff save skip me the nick fury stuff do that at home. Do that at home where uh, the, the blip is real. He's back at school. It's not a trip where just these four actors we can contractually keep around, hang around. We're talking about the Holland movies when that's another episode, a different day. My bad, my bad. I will give you a pass on that. That makes sense. All right. So, Future show. Um, Future show. But, I mean, we're talking about one or two films out of 25 that have been, quote, unquote. Oh, filler. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the problem is they're both from Sony. So, uh, well, you don't like Black Widow. I don't I, think it's a prequel. You I think it's a bad prequel. That that is a bad prequel. Unnecessary. That's filler for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're you're all right. So all right, whatever. I all am right. I am feeling a little beefy, man. I feel like filler for sure. It's Black Widow. It's an excellent film. You need to shut your mouth. Oh gosh, no. All right. So closing thoughts on Venom here, folks. Venom. We're all the way on Black Widow now. That's so much we I don't know. care about Venom. <laughs> trying, to, trying to rope it back in, guys, without using the Hardy voice. So, uh, Go ahead, Rachel. What are your thoughts on yeah. Venom? Final thoughts on Venom. I mean, I liked it. Um, hopefully the sequel is good, or hopefully it, it does the thing that Dawn's wanting it to do, where it kind of qualifies... And and kind of shifts maybe tonally towards the darker edge, which I would be cool with too. Um, mm-hmm. But honestly, I didn't I didn't mind it. I think it's fun. It's ridiculous. It shouldn't work. Tom <laughs> Hardy's Tom Hardy's the man. Like yeah, can't, oh, can't tip it. there. All right, I, I said my piece. Will if you got closing thoughts, if not, hit us with the outro, man. Well, the the film is a success to me because it made me interested in the character i mean a character that that's, I a, hate. that's a big victory that's a big that's victory a huge you. victory yeah. and and also the cast they're putting together like i said woody harrelson was at mm. the end credit scene of this and i was like oh shit i actually want to see carnage now the fact that the movie itself made me like venom and say out loud oh i'd like to see some carnage that mm. has to be one of the biggest successes because of my immense hatred for both of those characters. So that has to be a win. That has to mean something in this world that, that I actually uttered those words out of my mouth. Unbelievable. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, Rachel, where can we find you so we can get all of your fun, geeky thoughts uh, on stuff? Sure. I'm at all back to front on Twitter. Which I which I learned from my own research and not an episode we recorded that'll be released later. That that's from a Doctor Who episode, right? That is correct. Yes, I'm smart. All right. So <laughs> so follow, follow us on Twitter at Cinephile Fit. 
And on Facebook at Cinephile Hissy Fits Podcast. I think we just surpassed 200 likes on there on the Facebook. So Ooh. thank you. Yes, we did. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah, I'm on top of things. Also, find us both, me and Don, that is, on Letterboxd. I don't know if, Rachel, do you have a Letterboxd? I do not. Oh, you got to get on top of that. It's a great You're not play. missing anything. It's a film bro cesspool. You don't need to be there. It is Save not a film bro cesspool. It is. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the film bro cesspool, but you're literally the one that was preaching to Michelle Williams to smile more. So nice. let's let's get on top of things here. Rachel and I, high five. She needs to smile more. I'm with All you. Right. Thank you so much for your captive audience and social media participation. A lot of hot takes today. Cinephile Hissy Fits is a 25YL media podcast brought to you by RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. Please visit, rate, review, and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. We have more where that came from with interesting hosts, (coughs) you know, lozenge, and wonderful guests, all available on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you find your favorite shows. Rachel, thanks for coming by. Thanks, I'll be back. That's right, Shook. Yay! What's up, gang? This is Hoptimus. You've been listening to one of the great new podcasts from Ruminations Radio Network. If you want some more tasty sound vibes, come check out my new podcast, The Retro Futurist Culture, where we talk about alternate timelines, cyberpunk, anime, and other crazy worlds. If that does not strike your fancy, we have plenty of other great shows at ruminationsradionetwork.com.